Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, we're reading a dream from Joe that has to do with serial killers, violent murders, and good versus evil. <laughs> we also have some great catnaps about raw meat diet, Ew. flying bears, <laughs> cageless tigers, and toilet laundry. All right. I'm also chatting today about a topic that is a way to practice situational awareness. Ooh, thank you. This sounds like an incredible episode, so I know you Mm -hmm. want to stick around, Bestie. And let's get started. Woo! I liked your lean. Yeah, lean. Was that rock aware? Is that what that was? I don't know. Lean back. Oh, that song. Lean Lean back. My hair is super poofy today. I don't know what's going on there. I like it. Mm-hmm. I had a braid mm. yesterday and I had... <laughs> no, I like when you put it in a bun and let it curl or a braid and let it curl. I like that. It's easy. It's so weird recording in the daylight. The last two episodes we've recorded while it's light out and... Before noon. I don't even. know. Before noon. Before, yeah. I don't know what to do myself. I know. It's so I weird. I have my I'm energy like, drink. I... I'm, I just had breakfast. <laughs> I know. It's like, what's going on? Everything's turned upside down. <laughs> it is. How are you today, love? I'm super duper. How are you? <laughs> I'm just doing like good. Sunshine and yes. feeling nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it just feels so weird. Good. <laughs> Don't let me forget. Beep-boop. During chit chat. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Beep-boop. Beep-boop. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just randomly making noises. I don't know. It's a weird day. <laughs> Obviously, <Mindy's laughs> I can tell. Robot right. noises. Beep boop. Robot noises. <laughs> what do you want me to <laughs> remind you of? <laughs> oh, during chit chat, the fall. But um, actually, put trip. Actually, trendy trip again. Trip <laughs> trip fall. Twice. There's trip trip fall. <laughs> Yeah, all beep, of the same week. Boop. Okay, got it. Three different incidents. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my! Uh, oh my! All um, indoors too. How about that? You can't blame it on the ice that way. <laughs> no, <good> not. <laughs> all righty. Do you want to get started? That's a good day for dreams. <laughs> Is it? Do you have some good ones? I do. I I do as well. You got I think the first one. I do. So this is um. As per my usual, a little different. <laughs> it involves <laughs> sleep stories, a dream, sleep paralysis. So let's just, okay. well, actually, I. That's a lot to take in. Sorry, I lied. Okay. So I have a catnap. Liar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, a little bit of a dream story, but it's got the dream and then there's stuff that happened after so it's interesting one to dive into first so let's this is let's dive Joe. in let's swan dive in Woo! stop looking at me swan splash. splash okay i'm ready mindy what's in that red bull it's <laughs> is no that vodka. Red bull it's just, vodka it's just straight red bull just straight energy in a can okay well you've got it i can tell no i'm just kidding 
No, it's funny because I had a, I woke up and I had a bit of a migraine. So it was like, I took mm. a migraine pill. and But that even like, that gives me a little bit of like a weird buzz. Yeah. Well, so you're, so watch you're out. feeling it. <laughs> watch out. Here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. This is Joe and Joe is J-O. So she's a she, her. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and she is from Edgerton. Okay. I was going through a fair bit of emotional trauma when I was eight. And this was oh. a recurring nightmare I had almost every night for about three months, at which point my brother helped me beat it. So you know it's going to be interesting okay. here. So in the dream, I was playing in the cul-de-sac outside our house with all the kids from the neighborhood. When my neighbor's older brother came charging down the street, he's here, he's here, he's coming. The man in the black hat is coming. Oh, no, no, not the black hat man. Hat man? I knew in the dream who the man in the black hat was. He was a serial killer who had been terrorizing the country. Anytime the police tried to stop him, he killed the police as well. He wore a black suit, had hmm. shiny black shoes, and wore a tall stovepipe black hat. He was randomly... Is it, oh. is it Abraham Lincoln? He's back! <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a vengeance for his own death. No. I guess. Why kill the cops, though? He's like... <laughs> That's a good Or point. anyone else, I guess, for that matter, because he is he's seems just like angry. he's just going around. He's, he's angry. Maybe he wants more than one outfit to wear and he's like, God damn it. I can't Maybe he just wanted to see the end of that damn play. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> he mm. never got to Never knew what um, happened. Never got that finale. <laughs> nope. So he would randomly choose a street. And work his way down it, killing every house, everyone in every house as he passed. And his weapon was a knife. I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. Like, just stabbing everybody. Especially stabbing. Uh, that seems like it'd take a lot longer time. I right? I mentioned a little bit something about that later. <laughs> okay. Okay. All of us kids ran into my house since it was closest. Mom, Dad, the man in the black hat is here. But they didn't believe me. They told me to stop being silly and that the man in the black hat couldn't possibly come to our street because the last they'd heard, he was on the other side of the country. My friends and I tried to convince them, but they wouldn't listen. Finally, we all ran into the basement to hide, and I dived into a closet and pulled the door so it was almost closed, but I could just peer out through the gap. I heard the man in black hat kill my parents upstairs. I oh, saw no. the man in the black hat come down into the basement. I watched the man in the black hat kill my friends, and I witnessed no. the man in the black hat murder my siblings. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, it's like told such you. a buildup, too. It's like, we know it's coming. We know right? it's coming. But it's like, Aww. he approached the closet where I was hiding. I held my breath. He pulled the door open with his knife glinting in his right hand as he raised it. Mm. And then I woke up. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm, I know glad, I'm glad Joe didn't die. I, I, but I know. Good what kind her, of horrible right? life? Like all the neighbors well, have, are dead, the parents, everybody, the friends. Everybody. Oh. I did have everybody. It's not over, it's not over yet. Okay, it's not over. Okay, yet. I told you it was a little bit of a wild ride. Okay. But I did kind of yes. want to talk about some of the dream symbols because the rest of it is kind of the dream story. 
Sure. You know, the image of playing in a cul-de-sac, I think, you know, is that total Americana. You know, cul-de-sacs are safe yes. and, you know, there's no traffic. And I always wanted yeah. to have a house on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I, I was like, that'd be like the coolest house. Because like you just right. like play in the circle and everyone all, gathers friends there. Are all yeah, because yeah, it's I like never, the safe never place. You know, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. But I also really, really wanted to talk about how it went from playing to really dark, really fast. But we have yeah. to remember for how dark this is, what we just heard, Joe was only eight. Like yes. we forget that she was only eight and having right, these right. recurring nightmares. I mean, it's awful. horrific, the image. Yeah. Awful. You know, so I can't imagine was. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how old Joe is now, because was this in the heyday of serial killers when that's like all that was on the news? Oh, it yeah. Seemed, like, so glorified back in like the 80s and 70s. You know, like it, I'm curious it did. Of her age if that like seeped in. I think, yeah. You know what? Because she she does say something later. So it has been a while. OK. It has okay. been a while, but I don't hmm. want to give anything away yet. Sure. Okay. The serial killer, I feel like, is scary enough, but that the parents wouldn't believe her. (laughs) You know, she felt unsafe outside with a serial killer chasing her. And then she couldn't even find protection where she should with her parents in her own house. You know, it's like, it feels like Joan needs some kind of comfort in her waking life or to feel safe. Like, what what was going on in her eight-year-old life that would produce such horrifying dreams? You know, it makes me sad. And growing up, it's like your parents, at, at least, you know, at some points in my life, they're like, oh, you're fine. Just, no, nah, you're, oh, yeah. you're worried about it. Or, you know, oh, go yeah. play outside. Or, get out of her hair. Get out of here. No, I get just it. Just come back when those street lights are on. You're like, <laughs> like we don't um, care where but, you are. We can't contact you, but come back eventually. That's right. You can't contact before it gets dark. Those were just the rules. No. And the street I, lights I, gotta be home. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's when the serial killers come out. When the street lights go on, yeah. that's <laughs> why you gotta go home. You're right. They wait. You know, they're very patient. <laughs> they wait a little bit. <laughs> also, black versus white. I think this is pretty self-explanatory, yeah. especially in this dream. I think it was quite literal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the idea has existed pretty much forever in art, history, literature. Um, even in mm-hmm. The Stand, Stephen King's book, The Stand, his character is literally called Man in the Black Hat. And it's it's crazy. It's okay. A, it's, it's a very crazy book. But many Sidebar. different cultures. I, yeah. <gasps> I've never read a Stephen King book ever. Or hash, hashtag? I know. Because hashtag? Be, yes. What does Stephen King what dream? What does Stephen King dream? I can't. Tell me what book I should read first. <laughs> can't imagine what his dreams are wow. like. You've never read a Stephen right. King book? Well, no, I and feel so like, I, here's the thing. Did you ever try and just didn't like it or? No, no, just never did. <laughs> no, it's never. You're like straight up. No, <laughs> no, no. Not that I'm opposed. I mean, I it's kind of the genre I would enjoy. I just never That's have for think. some reason. Yeah. But wow. I'm going through, I'm, I want to read a book from every author from A to Z. So I started with oh. author with the oh. last name that ends, starts with A, B, C, D, all the way down. And so right now wow. I'm on I. And so um, when I get to you're K, getting to K. I'm going to read. Oh, I'm getting to so K. Close. So I'm going to read a okay. Stephen King book. But I'm curious, okay. um, what would you recommend as the first Stephen King book? Oh, I'm going to have to think about that one if you'd let me. Because there are <laughs> okay. so many. Um, there's 
<laughs> I love oh. Stephen King. There is one set of books. He has an alias named Richard Bachman, and he writes okay. books under Well, that would be B, so I can't do that one. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do um, that. So those, those are ruled out. <laughs> okay. But he wrote one book as Stephen King and one book as Richard Bachman, but the stories intermingled and overlapped okay. through both Whoa, books. And even if you put mm. the books together, their covers combined to make oh. one kind of scene. It was just really interesting, but that's two books, so we can't do that. Okay. Nope, can't do two. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Not, not well, while, while you're thinking, me- I think we did talk about previously, and I know it's a long sidebar, but Stephen King is one of those creatives that has contributed some of his works to starting them in a dream of something he dreamt mm, and then oh yeah from that wrote a story so i yeah i want to know i think he has Mr. good dreams. dreams i think he has yeah. good dreams <laughs> but like i said i don't think there's really much to interpret with the black and white you know bad guy was in black heroes in white i do want to kind of go back to the dream story part now for a bit because that's going to okay. bring in some more details so oh. as we know night after night I had this nightmare. I always woke up shaking and sobbing and covered in sweat. Many months after the man in the black hat first appeared in my dreams, I happened to mention something about him to my little brother. My brother frowned and said, Mm -hmm. don't you know about the man in the white hat? He wears a white suit and shiny white shoes and a tall white hat, and he hunts down the man in the black hat. It's like, "Mm, okay. Interesting. Oh, this could be a book right here. This could, <laughs> Stephen King. Did you write the stream? <laughs> it's the sequel. It's the sequel to the stand. <laughs> Sorry, I was just having a side note. I keep thinking of Stephen King. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it, but I don't know if you remember in high school, I was reading what was the name of the book, but it's like this big, and it was like I'm like, how did yeah. I fit that in my book bag? Because I would read it during like study hall. Thousand stuff, pounds. Sure. Thousand pounds. But anyway, okay. Well, that night I had the same nightmare as always, but this time, just as the man in the black hat raised his knife to kill me, there were footsteps above us. Down the basement stairs Mm. came the man in the white hat. He drew his shiny silver gun and shot the man in the black hat dead. I never had that nightmare again. But... (laughs) Wow. But that's not the haunting part. Oh, this is the story. I told you. Some 30 years later, my eldest son was seven. So by the way, that's like almost exactly the same age she was when she was having these dreams. She was eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. So her eldest son was seven. He woke up from a nightmare one night and came running into my room. I had a terrible dream, he said between sobs. There was a man trying to kill me. He was wearing a black shiny suit, black shoes, and a really tall black hat. Oh, my God. That's it. <laughs> Woo, let's breathe. Now, I, I hope Joe turned around and did uh, her son the favor that her little brother did and yeah, told, told her son about the hat. guy in the white. Mm. Well, I, I bet that was like the first thing she did. She's like, think about yeah. him now and go to sleep oh, no, no, no. right away and just kill him right now. Just get him. Right. Stop it. But yeah, I think it's interesting that her Joe's little brother. So she was eight. Her little yeah. brother must have been, you know, at least a year or two younger than her. Yeah. He's yeah. he's the one that came up with this the guy in the white hat. Like that's I can see that for an yeah. older brother trying to be like, oh no, there's a guy no, in the white he, hat. He's fine. And but he it's takes weird care that of it's it. reversed. Yeah. And I wonder if it was something he really Okay, so here's the last thing I had thought I had about this dream. Real or myth, right? I mean, it's been the question behind so many supernatural things 
around the world and throughout time into this day. Like we talked about the hat man, slender man, you know, so right. these mm-hmm. questions remains, are these in dreams? Is it a myth or is it something real entering your dreams? So mm-hmm. it's always, I don't, I don't know, the man in the black hat, the man in the white hat. Not sure. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show um, Westworld? No, but I know you really it was liked an it. HBO too. show. Yeah, you. Re- yeah, you we watched, watched it for it. quite a while. Did, yeah, and the kind of the, the first season is often a, the the good versus evil, the white versus the black hat man, and kind of that same idea, which is a great show if you guys are looking for something to binge. But that how many seasons was it? Four. Another five, side note, maybe? Okay, you don't have to look it up. <laughs> Four, it's five, okay. I see yeah. you. See you um, reaching for your phone. <laughs> I'm like, mm. but as many dreams as I've had, I've never had a dream of a. a Black Hat Man or Slender Man or, uh, you know, any like entity, like shadow entity that's never been in yeah. my dreams, which just for that's some people, they seem to attract ha- it. Yeah. And I some people, I think it just doesn't come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're strong. You're strong. They're like, we're not going to fuck mu- with her. They know not to fuck with me. <laughs> Please. I got a knife She's and gonna, a gun. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I don't care if it goes right through you. <laughs> Don't you mess with my babies, my house, or my life. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, don't try. Don't even try. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really great dream, though, from Joe. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Hey, Bestie, if you're enjoying this episode today, because, I don't know, I've had a lot of caffeine and I'm having a great time, (laughs) I would love for you to head on over to remolations.com slash support That's the link that'll take you to things like, oh, I don't know, submitting your dream or your dream story. You can order Mm -hmm. some really cool merch, which we've had some besties post on social. If you have some merch, post a picture. We'd love to see it. You can also see our behind the scenes. So every episode we record video so you can see our beautiful faces, see our outtakes, and have a lot of fun with us that way. So again, all you have to do is go to remolations.com slash support and support our show. Thank you. Cat naps. <laughs> it's time for cat naps. <laughs> same cat channels. Wait, wait, was it? What was Batman? Same bat. Same night. Bat same bat channel. Same, same cat night. Or same cat time. Same cat channel. <laughs> yep, yep. That that's true. Every Thursday, you get a dose of non-reality. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. So I'm going to start with. This one from D, just D, from Ames, Oklahoma. Oh, I dreamt that being a zombie was a new trend. (laughs) Damn those TikTok trends, you know? (laughs) Damn those. (laughs) I had a dream that with the younger generation, it was a rapidly growing trend to to go all in on a raw diet. Meaning they eat everything raw without cooking it. Meat, vegetables... More meat, sometimes even if it was alive. Oh, oh no. It was pretty horrific and it was just accepted? Question mark. They would travel in groups and the more hostile groups would attack people. And we just had to find a place to hide and wait them out. And then I woke up. Oh God. Damn these these raw diets. No. Zers, whatever raw diet, whatever gen gen they are now. I get a raw diet fine, but 
that doesn't mean meat and more meat and a lion. Raw? I, I don't think it's like, mm, it's, I'll take a, a lamb shank and just chew not on raw. it. Just cut it raw. right off and bring it right to the table, just dripping with blood. Burn all. God. <laughs> like, that's a, if you think about it. It's a horrible dream to Oh, have. God. I, I mean, just the like visuals themselves something. is making me. I, I hope you didn't I have breakfast. I can't. I, my, I also had a friend just, uh, I don't know why he did this, because he should know better, but sent me a picture or a video of his cat eating a rabbit. And I'm like, why would you send oh, that to me? Oh, he should you know, know that. No. Right. So that's like what I, because that just happened. So that's like what I'm picturing in my head as you're like eating live mm. animals, like, Mm, well, okay. I will say, did I tell you the story? Uh, Kingston got a rabbit recently. No, I don't want to hear it. Mark was on a walk and the the, the, the rabbit had already been deceased. So okay. he just okay. happened to grab the, the legs part of it and then wouldn't let it go. And so the whole walk home, Mark's like, well, I'm not taking this out of his mouth because he's going to be aggressive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's like a lucky rabbit's foot, I guess. He thought it was. He was going to wear it around his necklace. But <laughs> but he got home, and I guess finally he let it go, and Mark had to take care of it. I was like, I'm not, Mm-mm. you got to put that, Mm-mm. I'm not taking care of that. Not I will that clean up one. dog poo if I have to, but not touching ra- Carcasses. raw rabbit's foot. I'm not t- touching that. Oh, no. gross. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no I do. Well, this one has animals in it as well. <laughs> okay. Hopefully this better. This is Matthew, and he's from Montreal. Okay. I was dreaming I was watching television and was old school documentary about flying bears, <laughs> narrated by an old British guy. You know the flying bears. Who is the guy that um, did the lifestyles of the rich and famous? I just picture oh, that Oh, yeah. What is his name? Um, it is, is such a common uh, name, too. Or it's like... It, it, it is... Uh, it's right there. It's right. I know it is right. Oh God! Don't put this in the show. Robin, Robin, Leach, something, isn't it? Robin Leach. Robin. Robin Le- Leach. Oh, we got it. We got to it together. <laughs> Robin Leach. Teamwork makes the dream work. Dream. Yeah. So that's the. See. Ooh. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream. Yeah. Right. So I just picture his voice. Okay, that's fine. So speaking of that voice, he he. Matthew, the dreamer, is giving quotes from this okay. British guy. So I'll just say oh, this is okay. what the British can you, can guy you do is it in the, Can you do it in the accent? Can you please? And as you can see, <laughs> the great lumbering beasts climb the highest part of the tree where they start swaying. And right at the precise moment, they leap. Okay, that's that's all I can do. I loved it. I loved it. I, I think that was great. I think I need a, a dialect coach. Um, so yeah. he says, picture like one of those flying squirrels. You know how like oh, they can God. jump from tree to tree. Yes. They're not actually flying, but they're like all spread sure. out. So, but they these are the bears. Wing squirrel scoots. You had the little okay. wing things, but these are bears. Yeah. So that's the image. <laughs> yeah. Um, so terrifying. Bo- Bears leaping out of trees, over the forest, grasslands, mountains. So graceful. Okay, now he here's Robin. <laughs> I didn't know there was another. There's two more quotes, damn it. You got you got to do it in the voice, Brooke. Okay. But often, due to their weight... Nope, that turned Irish. <laughs> but often, due to their weight, they have wicked landings. 
as you can well imagine, there's nothing graceful about a flying bear landing. But luckily, <laughs> due to an extraordinary stop. lack of evolution, can I stop? They have a rather dense bone structure and a thick layer of padding and often recover with only a slight limp. I woke up laughing so hard, I had tears running down my face. Oh my God, that's yes. Yeah. That is, that is an interesting dream. I, I would don't think like had to one see like these that. flying bears. I would like to see yes. these flying bears. I mean... Well, you know, like in Disney movies, how like they're in tutus and they can dance around and... Yeah, but They're fly? graceful. I mean... Hmm. They can dance I like around. I pilot's license. Graceful. Okay, well, staying on... The animal leaves... Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, really? Okay. I was just joking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, staying on the animal theme and like zoos and stuff, uh, here I got one from James, and James is from Camden, New Jersey. Okay. I dreamt of walking in a zoo where the tigers were not in cages. Oh, this is so random. That was just like me walking around bears that weren't in cages. Like, this is just so random. Yes. Children would approach the tigers for fun, and as if the tigers hissed and roared at them, they would scream and laugh and run away like it was a game. I don't think the tigers think it's a game. Naturally, <laughs> natural instincts. No. no they're hungry. Mm-mm. They are hungry. People and try- kids are little. People try- easy to get. Oh, yeah. They're slow. They're like, they're like the slowest gazelle and they're yeah. going to just come. And they're just mm-hmm. like um, a moose-bouche. <laughs> like before the main course. <laughs> yes. Just a little toddler. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Meanwhile... Just a little toddler. Can I? Can, I'll take that toddler on a cracker. <laughs> People were walking by casually, like in a normal zoo. Meanwhile, I was trying to walk past, hoping the tigers wouldn't notice me or perceive me as prey. And I was thinking how insane it is. They don't even have tigers in cages, and they just let them roam <laughs> around free. That's it. And let kids go up to them. <laughs> and then he woke up. I often have oh similar dreams of dangers. But usually not in this sort of absurd, uh, ab- absurd, 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 okay. Ab- absurd, absurd. Okay, sorry, I didn't okay. know what it was. I often have similar dreams of danger, usually in these sort of absurd, <laughs> absurd ways. Ab- Just say it kind of like absurd, absurd, absurd ways. I'll cut that all in together. It'll be great. It'll just like no, it'll it'll be look good. Fun. I'm like sometimes you have to hear it <laughs> phonetically to understand what it looks right? like. Oh wow. Okay. So this one's funny, and it's not. It's it's from Kelly, but Kelly is a male from Santa Fe, and he writes. And this is more of about his wife, so it's kind of interesting. I woke up because my wife was sitting upright on her side of the bed, and it looked like she was assembling something. I said, Ams, what are you doing? (laughs) She turned to me and said, here, hold this. Then she reached out to give me something to hold. Even though her actions and (laughs) movements were perfectly coordinated, she had her eyes closed. My wife was working in her sleep. I have no idea what she was trying to do, but it sure looked like it was of paramount of importance to her. She's like a regular Rosie the Riveter over there. I mean, she never stops. Never stops. Here, Here, pass it along. Just like an assembly line. I love how he's just like taking it like, what? What did he say? Okay, I'll take your air. Um, He said he didn't want to wake her because she was working so hard. (laughs) It'd be exhausting, though. I'd be like, please wake me if I'm working in my sleep. I'm like, that's (laughs) too much. Please let me just have my slumber. 
So he said every so often her eyes did open, but they'd look right past me as if I didn't exist. Oh, that's funny. Strange. I wonder if she remembers what she was building. Like, does yeah, she remember I, hmm. her dream? Hmm. Yes, I, like I would love to know. <laughs> Thank all you right, for that. I got, all right, I got a short and sweet one from Jody, and Jody's from Chicago. Last month, I had a dream of doing laundry in a toilet bowl. I accidentally flushed down my clothes and only managed to save the yellow shirt. Yellow oh, no. is my favorite color. And then I woke up. Well, that was it. I'm happy. Short and sweet. I'm happy. <laughs> Short and sweet, but I'm happy the yellow shirt was saved. Don't. I don't care if there's nowhere else to do laundry. I would take it to a creek and get pounded on some stones before I... Or I did it in a toilet bowl. And how gross. I mean, you could wash one sock at a time. It's not like toilet bowls are huge. Water. There's not a lot of water. No. And that's going to cause a lot of problems if you flush that stuff down. I don't think it's going <laughs> to go down. Get the plunger, Joe. <laughs> Get all our underwear out of the toilet again. <laughs> <laughs> The, the sewer guy, the plumbing guy comes over. He's like, Jody, were you washing your socks in the toilet again? God damn it. I told you. I have to get that out of the septic so that. system now. <laughs> I have an even shorter one. But it just oh, okay. kind of made me laugh. This is Gracie, and she's from Tempe. I woke up laughing when I saw a dream where I was fishing shrimp by just shooting the water with a shotgun. I guess that's how you catch shrimp. <laughs> that you'd have to be a very good shot. Right? To hit, to hit a shrimp? One shrimp? The, she I mean, says, it's kind of funny now, but for some reason not nearly as hysterical as it was in the dream. That always seems to be the case, funny. right? Where you think something is funny and you wake up and you're like, oh, <laughs> no one else thinks it's funny, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. Because the the size of the, I mean, you had a really tiny, like, BB gun pellet bullets because otherwise isn't just going to like completely destroy the shrimp. I feel like any kind of gun, even a BB gun, would destroy a shrimp. I don't like, think a shrimp, shrimp can take a bullet. Just... <laughs> no. a shrimp. I don't think a shrimp, shrimp could take a bullet. You're right. I don't think it could take a bullet of any kind. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm, green. Mm -mm. All right. Mm -mm. Okay. I've got. I'm going to turn a little uh, more serious with this one. And this one's from Kelly, and Kelly's from Michigan. Another Kelly. Two um, Kellys. She, her. Um, yeah. So there, there's a trigger warning for sexual assault and rape. If uh, that bothers you, check the show notes. It'll tell you when we start our next topic. Okay. They're taking, like I said, a serious turn here. Wait, let's see. How do I even start something like this? Cripes. This felt like the beginning of an SVU episode. Oh, no. Well, at least isn't Christopher Maloney on that, at least? Is he on SVU? Yeah. Christopher Maloney? At least we got that going for us. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. So the stream starts at home. And although it was mostly a blur, my roommate was busy upstairs watching a movie with a well-dressed gym rat who tried to, well, you know, we'll call mm -hmm. him C for creep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can think of another and C I... word, too. <laughs> and I was out of the... And I was trying to stay out of the way, down in my space, doing whatever. I saw no problem. When the movie ends and my roommate and C part ways, C happened to find my room and knocked on it. When I opened it and found him, I had the thought that he was looking for the front door. So I started to help him find it. But he pushes oh me down and drags me to the bed by my hair. 
Oh, no. And I'm just going to take a second to hear to say, these dreams exist. And so I think even though it's kind of a difficult dream to read and get through, I think it's important to read it because I have had dreams like this where I've been assaulted. And it's never happened to me, they got in real life, but it's something that people have. And it's kind of a traumatic dream that I think is good to talk through. It is. I was just going to say, you're absolutely right. And having and just knowing that there are other people out there that have these dreams. Yeah. And it it is talking through something is always a good way. Therapeutic. Mm -hmm. C sits on my bed. And as soon as I am thrown onto it, he starts to take his shoes off. He starts lying down. Now, I don't know what he expected me to do, so I tried to get off my bed to go tell my roommate that her date was invading my room and won't leave. But before oh, I can get off my bed, C grabs me, starts ripping off my clothes down to nothing, and starts fondling me. Oh, God. And in that, he begins to take off his pants. I got out of his grasp and tried to cover myself with a blanket and get the hell out of my room. Before I could even get out of my bed, he grabs me again and rapes me. Oh. I scream. I s- I scream for help, but he tries to shut me up by putting me in a chokehold using his legs. But I managed to finally get away. I was scared he would try to grab me, so I run out of my room, bare-ass naked, and make it to my roommate's room and knock on her door relentlessly in tears. Oh. She answers and asks why I'm naked. I told her what happened, but, and this made me furious, in her dream, in parentheses, (laughs) and this made me furious, she said she didn't believe me. Oh. God, oh, that is just heartbreaking. And then comes up with an excuse as why C did what he did, such as, well, maybe he needed a release or maybe you were dressed kind of provocatively. Oh, my God. What okay. is this? Like dream the 1960s? I punch your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Your're <laughs> like, oh, you showed a little bit of you were ankle? asking for it. You were asking for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Bullshit. Oh, this is frustrating. It's a frustrating dream, and I totally feel you here, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I, and she goes, I normally dress in band tees and pants. <laughs> Not like that matters. You can have no. on a whole damn winter coat, suit, space suit, sp- space suit, and no one should say you're dressing properly and you are asking for Deserve it. Deserve it. No, no never. Mm-mm. I scream at my roommate for not believing me and to stop giving me excuses. The argument continued as we went back downstairs to my room. By the time I got back, C was gone, but the damage was done. Oh. By the gods, this wasn't just a nightmare. It was a terror nap. This is an example why I'm terrified to be sexually assaulted. And that's oh from my. Kelly in Michigan. So sorry, Kelly. God bless. Wow. Yeah. Love and light. Yes. Yeah. And again, that's this, intense. you know. It's intense. And, you know, it. sometimes it, evil in your dreams will manifest itself as demons or as shadow people. And in this, it's it's a, a creep. It is a... It's a creep. A creep that deserves C. to be strung up by his balls. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> done and done. But, uh, I did want to read that dream because it does kind of tie into my topic today. So... Okay. If you don't mind, I'm going to jump right into it. Let's go. All right. Have you ever heard the story of a woman called Kara Robinson Chamberlain? No. Okay. Oh, no. So you're going to, this is a true crime story. This is something I heard once in a podcast, but recently I was uh, online doing some research on a topic and I kind of fell down a, you know, true crime rabbit hole as we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a, a survivor story though of true crime. Okay. 
Well, maybe maybe once I hear the story, I'll remember it. And I just didn't remember okay. the name, but I'm I'm yeah ready. Okay, so Kara was 15 when she was watering some plants at her friend's house outside in the front okay. lawn in West Columbia, South Carolina. This now this is June 24th, 2002. So we're talking about 10 okay. years ago. No, 20 years ago. Oh shit! You're right. Man, we're old. <laughs> I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm even worse right at on. math. Number one speller and mather. Right here. And mather. Okay. So as she's watering these plants 20 years ago, a green Trans Am pulls into the drive and a gentleman asks if her parents are home. And oh, no. she's like, no, this is just my friend's house. You know, no, I'm just helping them out. I'm just watering their plants. He's like, oh, okay, could I do a favor? And can I leave these here for the parents? And she goes, okay. And as he approaches her, he pulled out yeah. a gun and pressed it to her neck and forced her in the car. Oh, God. How old was she? 15. 15. Okay. And she was probably, you know, dressed in a band t-shirt and, and pants. And he probably was like, that right? girl is asking for it. She's nope. asking no for No one's it. asking for it. No. So she was forced in the car. She was put into a large storage bin. Oh my and God. we'll soon to find out that the assailant is Richard Evanitz. And the reason I wanted to bring up the story is, have you ever felt that you're not an observant person? Like, if someone were to come to you and say, hey, where were you last Friday? Can you describe the person who walked by you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't know how people am, do that, not. like, as witnesses in, like trials and stuff remembering stuff from years ago let alone oh. like i don't know what i wore Absolutely. yesterday like I, no i saw a show once where they were te they were mm -hmm. testing they put like missing posters of a little kid up all over this mall and okay. then they had the kid just walking around the mall and oh. no one no one picked oh, that's up on horribly it horribly sad isn't that sad and that's and that's the reason and why i wanted to do this topic so my topic today is being observant, being okay. observant. Because how many times have we driven down the highway and we see like those over highway, you know, signs that say, watch out for red truck that has yeah. license plate, A, B, C, D. And then you're like, ooh, I can solve a crime. But <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis, how observant are we? Mm. Oh shit, you're not gonna give me a quiz, are you? No, I'm not going to give you a quiz, but maybe okay. this will bring some things that will help you try to be more of an aware person. Because okay. in true crime, and, and I'm a fan and you're a fan, we've talked about that on this podcast before, that we enjoy true crime stories, but it's those people who notice the little minutia things that can help solve a crime or oh, no. say notice human trafficking that can save mm -hmm. a person. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to be observant. Okay. Because, you know, in our sleep, you know, all the details we notice in dreams. This is an opportunity for us to be observant in our waking life. Ooh, there. That's how I'm yes. going to tie it together. Yeah, how'd you like that? Okay. <laughs> with a bow. Okay. Let me continue with Kara's survival story here. Okay. So when her abductor took her into his car and put her in the bin, she, this, this woman is amazing. 15 years old, she knew mm. to be observant. She started counting the, the turns the car made, right, left, and how oh many. Oh, my God. She, she started noting details, like, such as he was listening to classic rock. He was smoking marble reds. 
She memorized even the serial number inside the plastic container that he forced her into. What she the was what? She was being observant. To say the least. And being observant is one of those things that had saved her. Now, according, here's a quote I found from Kara herself. My survival mechanism is, she said, All right, let's gather as much information as we can. Fear barely kicked in. The human will to survive and the survival me- mechanism really just can't be underestimated. So she got brought to his apartment. At his apartment, uh, this asshole assaulted her for 18 hours. Oh, my God. And she, during all of this, she's still observing as much as humanly possible to be able to, if she can escape, to pinpoint this and who this was. Because she didn't want this to happen to anyone else. She's amazing. Um, At one point, yeah, the story is incredible. At one point, in order to humanize herself to him, like they often say to survive, sometimes it's good to humanize yourself to your captor. She offered to make him some food. She offered to sweep his kitchen which he uh, agreed to. And at that time, she was able to even memorize the numbers of his dentist and doctor that were posted on the refrigerator. Oh, my. What kind of brain does she have? Is she a genius? To, these are a lot of numbers she, she, she that must she's be. memorizing. Man. My God. You know me. I would not be good at this. But. I don't think a normal person could remember all these details. No. No, I mean, but it is amazing what your will to survive will allow your body and your brain to do. That is very true. The sheriff that worked the case, Sheriff Leon Lott of Richland County, said, Kara controlled her emotions to the point where she was able to make a plan. In the pre-dawn hours, after 18 hours again of assault and being kidnapped, she was able to free one hand from her handcuffs as her captor was dozing off, unzipped a leg restraint, and tiptoed to the door and started to run. Good. Good run. Run. As run, soon run. as her as soon as her captor found she had left, he bolted. Gone. Oh. See you later. Sayonara. By the time Kara made it to some people who were able to call 911, she knew exactly who this person was. She memorized where his house was. Everything yeah. that she had stored in her memory bank helped the police find the house where she was held captive in. Wow. Once they got to his house, he was gone. Cops did not find him, but they did find newspaper clippings of three other missing girls. Oh. Sophia Silva, Katie and Kristen Lisk, who were also sisters. And they had all gone missing from this area, Villa County in Virginia, about five years before Kara had gone missing. So they knew they had a serial killer on their hands. Wow. A high-speed chase ensued once they had located him in Florida. And before the cops could get to his car, he unalived himself before being brought into custody. Oh, boy. So if it wasn't for Kara, these girls' murders probably would have never been solved. And she is an advocate now for women of sexual assault and violence and abduction. She did plenty of interviews after this and was even highlighted in a Lifetime movie, which she helped create to share her experience. But one of the things she did mention was being aware, being observant, and really not being in that situation in the first place, if possible. And if you are put into a situation like that, how to keep calm, make a plan, and escape. Gosh. So you're right. Yeah. What an amazing story. Good for Wow. It is, you know, it's one of the it's really hard to talk about stuff yeah. like that. And 
bringing awareness. Like if she hadn't even caught him or if he had killed her, he would have kept going, you know? So like her bringing it up, like you said, brings awareness to other things that could help other people. Yep, absolutely. And I'm going to put all the links in the show notes to there's an NBC News interview with her, the lots of articles. I'm going to put that on the show notes if you want to check it out. Hers is an incredible story and I just really touched on the tipper, the tipper, the tip of the the iceberg on this one. So I was just just, combining it on the tipper. I'm just on the tipper. So um, if you want to check (laughs) that out, the links will be in the show notes. Real quick to go back to being observant, you know, you're asked several times a day to be observant about things. And I talked about kind of the over the highway signs, yes. right? Pay attention mm-hmm. for this endangered person. Bartenders take classes to spot someone who's intoxicated. Gas station attendants are often at times, especially on busy highways, at times are required to take classes to spot human trafficking. So I know wow, when I was I traveling with my kids, that. we went to a yeah, we went to a gas station and the gas station, the key was, you know, behind, it was a really kind of shady area. The key was behind the counter. You know, they were like, yeah. I could tell like being really observant in who I was and my children to see if I was oh, someone who was their, trafficking. Like um, their mom or not. Wow. Yes. Yeah. How are the children and acting around you? Is there certain? Yes. Pl- yeah. Oh, for sure. And especially like, I feel like with women, I feel like women are often trusted more then, like, say yes. there was a guy in there with your four daughters that would, like, sure. you know, set off alarm bells more than you with your four daughters. You know, they just think. Yeah. But the fact that they're thinking above that, everybody yes. could be a threat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everyone can prevent or solve a crime if you just are observant in your surroundings. Even in our neighborhood, we have neighborhood watch signs. Now, mm-hmm. I, now have I ever noticed anything? No. But am I that observant? No. no, and that's why again, I want to bring this up because I want to be more of an observant person. And maybe yes. if I did see something, I'd be able to to call it in or uh, you know, yeah. be able to solve a crime. Be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. That's what Mister Rogers. Be a good neighbor. <laughs> R.I.P. There are <laughs> R.I.P. A lot of times, like these days, especially, we are consumed in our phones, and so we are mm. less likely to be observant, maybe than we were a hundred years ago. There was a really cool article from Steve Cardian. It was an NBC News article. And it starts with, it only takes seven seconds for a criminal to select their next victim. And I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds interesting and yeah. terrifying. What's that mean? I, can I can I just jump in here for a second? Yes. I don't know if it was freshman year or not. So I don't know if you were, if this was your gym class. But we did have like uh, self-defense like one day in gym yes. class. Like... The guys did like the guys did like weightlifting, and they made all the girls just yes, do of like. Course. And then all, uh, that seems right. Fair. Like, and then the first thing I remember, like the instructor saying, is from how you guys walked in here, I know who'd be the first person that an attacker would choose, just based on your posture, oh. your personality, whether you were looking. So the same thing, like he's like, yes. I can tell you who it is based, and that's like the seven second thing you wow. were just talking about, like yeah, scary. That's exactly like it. It, first of all, it's crazy that you remember that detail from freshman gym class. I don't want, know like, how I, I don't, remember it. I don't remember that. I think but maybe sure it right. scared the. Sh- I think maybe it scared the yeah. shit out of me. And it actually sure. did Could've help been. me one time when I was living in Oak Park. A guy was following oh, me down okay. the street at night, and he um, he kept talking to me. He was like kind mm-hmm. of like a block, like half a block behind me. But 
I oh, was. No. I know it was too close, and he just kept talking to me. It was very late at night, and I mm-hmm. I did remember that he was smoking a cigarette. That's not enough detail, but I do remember Sh- saying, something. "How are you tonight?" Trying to be really polite. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Did you do anything fun? What are you out doing?" You know, I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I just came mm-hmm. from a friend's house. You know, it was great." Blah 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 blah. I remember just trying to make chit chat with him until I could run my into my super door. large cop boyfriend is like right <laughs> here. He's excited. He made me dinner. Can't wait to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He might want to meet you. <laughs> yeah, hey, you want to come over? It was, Not it really. was terrifying. I just tried to use yeah. politeness. Because I feel like if yes, I take it off, great. he would have caught me. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't Ooh, have been yeah. able to outrun him or anything like that. Oh. So, side But that, the whole seven seconds, no, you're totally cool. The seven second thing I think is interesting how you said that memory of him pointing out who was vulnerable. Because... In 1981, there was a sociologist, actually two sociologists, Betty Grayson and Morris Stein, that conducted a now famous study that cast light on how criminals pick their targets. So what they did is they set up a video camera on a busy New York sidewalk and taped people walking by for like three days, like for a couple hours each day. And the tape was later shown to inmates at a large prison nearby. And these inmates were incarcerated for violent offenses such as armed robbery, rape, and murder. So they showed it to like the worst of the worst guys. And they said, mm. who, do you, who would you pick off? Who is, who is your target? Now, they were instructed to rate these pedestrians on a scale from 1 to 10, being 1, a very easy ripoff, or okay. 10, would avoid this person. Yeah. There was a consensus about who would be easy to overpower and control, and every inmate chose the exact same person. No. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's and they said, crazy. you know, their choices were not based solely on gender, age, race. It was more on the demeanor of the person as they walked, their mm-hmm. basic movements, such as the length of their stride, how they moved their feet, the way they shifted their body weight. And all of these things came into play when they were looking for who was a vulnerable type target. Wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. Fascinating, but crazy. Yeah. All right, Bestie. So what I want to do here now is go through seven tips on not to be a victim. What can you do okay. to not be a victim? Okay. Got it. The first one's be mindful. Practice being in the moment. Always be conscious of your surroundings and be fully engaged in what you're doing. So Notice things that you smell, you hear, everything you see around you allows you to react a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Two is notice your environment. Look at everything every day as if it was a new scene. So Mm. you walk out of your house, you've walked out of your house a thousand times. You probably don't pay attention to what cars, what neighbor cars are parked on your street today. But a slight change in the norm can trigger something that will make you remember it later if you need to. Oh, yeah. Even if you're in an environment, notice where things are, like the exit. Now, Mark's yeah. good with this. He is naturally one of those people that are, no, I know the exit's here, here, and here, where I <laughs> am not, and I'm trying to work on that. But it's it's good. You know, if there was a fire, if there yeah. was a shooting or something you need to exit, it's yeah. always a good practice. It is. Because you think, yeah, I'm just going to dinner, you know? You're not, like, paying attention, mm. like, thinking you're going right. to get shot at or something, you know? There's... no. But even like, you just got to listen to those flight attendants. It works on the ground, too. Just, just <laughs> listen to it does. them. 
And who really listens to it in the air? I mean, most people no. have their headphones <laughs> yeah, on for that announcement anyway. So Bestie, <laughs> our practice this week is to be more situationally aware. And other things like where are the fire extinguishers, where are the first aid kits, things like that when you walk in a room. So again, it's all in a practice. And the more you do this, the more it'll become second nature to you. Number three is to watch the people around you. So mm-hmm. you probably see the same people every day. I drive... Yep. Practically one of two routes to get the kids to school. It's the same buses stopping at the same time. It's the same cars I pass. It yep. is really crazy if you start to pay attention how regular people's schedules are. Yeah, it's true. Like it's I, because you, I, I can you see think- like my neighbor. I leave at five thirty. They leave at you know five twenty-five. Like right. I notice these patterns. Right. Yeah. This is so good. And so if you start to recognize things that are patterns, it's easy for you to see things that aren't patterns when something is off. There you go. And with people watching, you know, they don't recommend you stare at people. But one of the things, don't stare, it's impolite. But are you a murderer? (laughs) But one of the things you mentioned, I actually had written down here as well, is just giving a glance to a stranger like you did, you turned around and engaged in a conversation with them, will often deter criminals because now that they know that you see their face, they're more Ah. likely to get caught and you're now becoming a harder victim for them to attack. Oh, well, that's so You did exactly what you should have done. So they say if you glance at someone walking behind you, just kind of give that half second, they say a half second glance is enough to deter someone from bothering you. Like I'm aware of you. Yeah. I'm aware, I see you, I know what you're wearing. And I made eye contact with you. Like, I yeah. know what you look like. Other things like nonverbal clue, coo, cues. Cues. Oh, no, I, I'm not even drinking. Q-U-E. Yeah, cues. <laughs> Number four is nonverbal cues. So things that you can tell how a person's feeling. Are they being erratic? Are they being right. calm? Are they being way too observant? So watching their body language, does it align with what they are saying to you? Does it align mm. with what they're doing at the time? People easily give away that they're lying or they're nervous or they're angry based on how Mm -hmm. they hold themselves. Limit distractions, and this is a big one, I think more so now than ever, is Mm -hmm. having your phone out. And when I'm downtown and I'm shooting weddings and stuff or an engagement session, I have like thousands of dollars worth of gear on me. And I am a target. Just by, I'm a female. I have a thousand dollars worth of stuff that can sell in the black market. I'm and you're distracted. Um, and you're distracted because you're working. Yeah. But when I'm walking back to my car, if I'm alone, I don't have my phone out ever. I walk with my dad. You say, like, walk with your head on a swivel. Look back and forth. Know where you're walking. I don't walk in dark places. I always walk on. I park on main streets and I walk on main streets. So I'm not walking mm-hmm. down alleyways or anything that would be like dimly lit. Uh, criminals are looking for people who are not paying attention 100%. And they're looking for people yeah. who are not confident. So the mm-hmm. more you shrug your shoulders and look down or the more that you're distracted by your headphones or your phone, you're an easier target. And I like this. That in that article I read, they said, just like a gazelle or a zebra, don't mm-hmm. be the slowest one in the pack. Right. You just got to be one other person. You just got to be one other person. It's true. No. But you, I mean, yeah. even when I'm walking downtown, I will never walk by myself. I always speed up to be in a pack of people. I do that too. So I'm too. not kind of that straggler. Yeah. I do do that too. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I don't have a problem starting with conversation with people either. Oh, just because no. just okay, they're like wondering why you. I'm walking a little closer. I was like, you know, just say, hey, you know, like, I've even told people, yeah. I'm like, I'm just walking to the parking garage. Can I walk with you guys? Like I've even straight up mm-hmm. asked. So 
It's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And I think, again, you know, just being not in a lone situation. Don't be that lone person walking mm-hmm. is, is always important. And now that my kids are getting to the age where they want to go downtown, you know, they're mm-hmm. older teenagers. They want to, like, go downtown because it's cool. Yeah. I, I have no problem with them doing it, but I specifically tell them every time, these are the things that you need to do. You're not going to be on your phone. You're going to walk in groups. You're going to park somewhere well lit. You're, you know, it's like. Yeah, those are, yeah. It's sad that we had to teach our kids that, but it's also, it's necessary. Important. Yeah, very necessary. Yeah. Number six, I think, is one of the best, and that's trust your gut. Trust yep. your gut. It's it's It seems like so not real, like, oh, really? Your gut's going to tell you if a person's good or no, bad? It does. But there is truth to it. It does. I think there's a lot of truth to it. I'm not joking. Yes. Like, I experience it many times. Yeah. Listen to your in- instincts. If you feel uneasy about someone or some place, remove yourself from the danger. We are basic animals when it comes down to it, and we have animal instincts as well. So that yeah. is our animal instinct telling us something's not right, and our basic human nature is to self-preserve and to stay alive. So it's either fight or flight, right? It's like the it's telling fight you something's or not right. Yep. And, and there's even if there's no danger, it's like it's good practice to be like, oh okay, yeah, I, I trust that instinct. I trust that intuition. And finally, taking a self-defense class. So, Brooke, I think you and I should sign up for a self-defense class. I Um, I did check out Rockford. Yes. No, no. There is a place, (laughs) (laughs) there is a a town halfway between you and I, and they do offer women's self-defense classes. So, I think it should be something you and I look into and do. Okay. Yeah. That could be something we can release too on Sleepover Squad. Yes. Oh, my God. Perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I we should definitely do that. I know for my kids' sports in high school, like my daughter's soccer team, they bring self-defense experts That's in good. and teach classes to the athletes, which I find is awesome. But you know, that for is. you and I, it's been it's been a long time. And I've time, never so been an athlete, so <laughs> I need I need someone that works with non-athletes. <laughs> in conclusion, the things you need to do are be observant, be suspicious of everyone around you, and trust your gut. And go take some self-defense classes. Yeah. Can't hurt, right? Unless you, well, I guess it could hurt. Can't hurt. You could hurt yourself. <laughs> it could hurt the person that you're It could hurt the person. Insulting. <laughs> Haven't you ever wanted to, like, kick someone in one of those suits? Like, just really kick yeah. them? I just. Well, that's what this I mean, I know it sounds at. terrible, they have, but They yeah. do that live. They have the live people in the suits. And so you can, like, oh. really just beat the shit out of them. So that'll be fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to do this. <laughs> That was awesome, Mindy. That was very interesting. Thank you. Bestie, pay attention to your surroundings. Be an observant person. You can not only save yourself and you can possibly save other people by being observant. So put the phone down. Practice for the next week with me being observant. Oh, I did have one more thing. Just to wrap up Kara's story, she was encouraged by Sheriff Lott to get a part-time job in the summer during her high school as part of the police department. So she did that, and she later became a school resource officer and an investigator on child abuse and sexual assault cases. So this is someone who turned a tragedy into being an advocate and being out there and teaching people how not to become victims and supporting people who are. So, again, I'll post all the links in the show notes because she's got an incredible story. I think everyone should. And thank you. Like, honestly, thank you for what you've done. Seriously. Yes. There's something everyone can learn from her story. So thank you. Cool. 
Bestie, if you have a story, speaking of all of this, you know, self-defense classes, trusting your gut, if you have a story, we would love to hear it. When is a time that you trusted your gut instinct and what happened? Because I think we have this idea for a new segment and these are just listener stories. And I think we should call it like, um, like truth is stranger than fiction or real life more real than dreams or we'll figure out a cool title for it. (laughs) <laughs> we want to hear your stories. <laughs> yes. We want to hear your awesome real life idea. stories. They don't have anything to do with dreams. They can be anything about just your life. Anything you want to share. Good, bad, trusting your gut. They'll be fun. Yeah. I think that's awesome idea. Good job. Good yes. job, everybody. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey. How was hey. your week? Yes. It was good. It, it was been a busy week. Even though it shouldn't have been a busy weekend, it was because it was... My youngest daughter's birthday, just turned mm-hmm. 14. Oh it was God. Mother's Day on Sunday. And so the kids were here and we had some fun planting some spring flowers. I like that's one of the things I like to do on Mother's Day is to kind of plant all my flowers outside. So they helped with that. And then it was our Aww. anniversary as well. So we've had, it was like a trifecta Jeez. weekend of <laughs> events and activities. So Lots going it was on. nice, but it wasn't really relaxing. <laughs> Was it Mother's Day weekend when you got married or was it like a week before? It wasn't. Yeah, it was was not on Mother's Day weekend. The week. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got married May 14th. But that year it wasn't Mother's Day the next day. Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't remember. I mean, it may. Yeah. No. Wow. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Seven years we've been married now. So that was that's a fun thing. Really? Seven years? Seven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Well, congratulations. I know. It is. Well, thank you. How was your week? Um, It was normal for me, I guess. (laughs) You always start that way, huh? (laughs) If you you know me at all, I'm (laughs) not. You you said to ask you on the podcast, and all you said was, trip, trip the fall. So I'm not sure what trip, trip the fall is. (laughs) So do you want to tell me the story? (laughs) Yes. So these are three different days. So this is not like a trip, okay. trip, fall, like one thing happened. These are oh, not, okay. three different incidents that just all oh, happened so we this week. Like literally so, tripping literally, and fall. <laughs> okay. literally trip, trip, fall. Okay. Trip, trip, fall. <laughs> so it all started, the fall happened first. I was coming okay, down so fall, the stairs. fall, trip, trip. Fall, trip, trip. Sorry, should have been more specific. Okay. You should have. I was asking for it in chronological order. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think what happened first. I was walking down my steps in the middle of the night to get water, and okay. I did that classic thing. You thought oh. there was one more step or <laughs> thought you were done with the step. You know, you missed right. that last step. <laughs> yes. And I I mean, I just biffed it into my kitchen. I don't know how I didn't hit my oh head my like on my cabinet because it's, yeah. I, it's yeah, all right there at the bottom. Dump you right it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. So, but the front of my calf is all scratched up and bruised because- it oh, hit the ouch. stair when I went down and kind of slid with me a yes. little bit. <laughs> so that was fall. Okay. The, did, what were the cats like? Do they do they pay attention to the check on you or they're like, yeah, whatever? Well, they get freaked out first because it's like a thump. Short, loud noise. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know if I was hurt or not because like I, I was kind of sleeping still too because it's like the middle you of the night. That, <laughs> you do that like three second check where you're like, is it broken or is, does it just yeah. hurt? Broken? Yeah. And that's I think it just that's hurts. what okay. the day after was because that's 
when it hurt. Oh, yeah. Like your adrenaline, you know, uh-huh. like when you fall or whatever. But sure. it hurt the next day. Like I was like my neck and everything. Oh, yeah. And everything then, gets jolted. So the next one, trip. Trip one. Trip, I was at trip one. my <laughs> trip one. I was at my friend Morgan's house. And it was for the first time. Like this first time we've hung out outside right. of work. And she was yeah. giving me a tour of her house. And she's got one of those old houses that has like like a stone basement, you know, nothing. The basement's not done. Oh. And then those stairs that yeah. are like 90 degrees Creaky pretty old. much. Like this is where you wooding. would like hide a body type yes. cellar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they're going to redo it and make it awesome. But right now it's just, you know, the steps are just so steep. And so yeah. at least this time I was walking up the steps and I got to the last step again and then not only did I trip into her kitchen coming up I also knocked down their dog gate as I was doing it because they have a dog gate going into the back or to the basement nice yeah so okay and then trip number trip three trip number three yeah there's another one trip two there's not another one I'm cursing myself also middle of the night this time just got up. I didn't leave my room. Well, I went to go to the bathroom. My, I somehow tripped and head first <laughs> into my nightstand. Oh, God. Like here, Ow. here, and my nose. And my nose was bleeding. <laughs> oh, my God. My, I had such a headache the next day. And I was like, because I, I kind of oh. thought I had dreamt that one. Like, because, again, it was the middle of the <laughs> night and nothing. Like, right. I just thought, how could I possibly not be hurt if I fall headfirst into a nightstand? Sure. Like, and I didn't yeah. turn on the lights. I didn't realize my nose was bleeding. I was I was just, you oh, know, again, gosh. dazed. And um, you're like, wake <gasps> up, you're like, my head hurts and there's blood everywhere. What? And I'm like, am I concussed? Because I was a little confused for a little bit. Brett's like, you just got your bell rung. I'm like, yeah, I figured that. But my God, what? I'm not even going to go on. Yeah, so Paul, You know what? Maybe it's an equilibrium equilibrium thing. Well, it was a full moon recently. I wonder if there is some sort of planet alignness that is causing you to be off. Maybe? No? Just uh, just Brooks clumsiness? I'm okay. just not okay, well, we'll a towards very <laughs> graceful person. I I do not ha- have great. I I should say I do trip a lot. Yeah, <laughs> As I'm glad seen. you weren't hurt though. Like yes. you weren't majorly permanently injured. So that's I. Look I right really side. I really am surprised though about my fall down my stairs into my kitchen and my nightstand because. I mean, I hit my head on the one, but like the kitchen, I just can't, I just don't know how I didn't miss the corner of those cabinets. Like, oh God, that would have so, been so yeah. painful. Oh God. You survived. And yay. And that, I think hopefully you got it all out of your system for a while. Yes. Let's, let's, let's give me like a year. Can we have a year, please? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Oh, fun. All right. Well, you know, you're um, just, Wrap yourself in bubble wrap, and it'll be good. And I think that wraps up another... Wrap yourself up, and that wraps up another episode, Bestie. Ah, zing! (laughs) Bestie, we need you to do us one favor if you enjoyed this show, or if you want to save Brooke's life. Tell one person about the show. You can tell your best friend. You can tell your white hat hero. You can tell that Jen Zier, who loves raw food about the podcast 
Or you can tell your favorite zoo worker, as long as there's cages around all the animals, because otherwise I wouldn't want to go to that zoo at all. Nope. No. No. Uh, just tell Not one safe. person about the show. That's the best way you can support us is get the word out. And we appreciate when you do that. So thank you very much. Gracias. Thank you so much, Joe. That was a crazy dream. And all of our catnap submissions took us on a wild ride this weekend. It was fun. It was fun. All right, Bestie, we hope you had the best week ever. We hope you didn't trip and you got a lot of relaxation (laughs) in. Be careful where you walk. Be observant. And until Mm -hmm. next week, Bestie. Sweet sweet dreams, dreams, bitches. bitches. Now we got it. Now we got it. (laughs) 